Brady throws the ball downfield. He's got Evans toward the end zone. Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great throw by Brady. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier. Providing 100% fiber optic internet that's as powerful as your creativity. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Dropping to throw Mahomes. We run a stunt, run a stunt, and we sock him at the 50-yard line. Wow, he's covered. Now your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. Here I am, Casey Phillips, with Robert Hainsey, offensive lineman. We are so excited to have you. This is brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. And, man, week one, I, I couldn't think of a better person to have on here than the guy who I feel like you've been the talk of the offseason <laughs> for the Buccaneers for an unfortunate reason of Ryan Jensen's injury, but a fortunate reason that you're a guy that they were excited about, believed in, and I, I just couldn't wait to hear for you your, your first you know, regular season start, your first chance in the NFL to, to be in that starting role, how it was for you. And, I mean, what a way to, what a way to start with a win. Uh, how, how did that feel for you being out there the first time and getting that, that all-important week one win where one game feels very important. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. And it was definitely a tumultuous offseason. But with everything I did and how I prepared, like, I was ready for this opportunity in whatever way it comes. And, like, still sad for Ryan. You hate to see that. I've been there, too, and it's not fun at all. But having to step into that role was something I – was prepared to do that I worked really hard for. So getting to kind of culminate with this week one, uh, get a good win versus the Cowboys and get ready to move on and kind of get, keep getting into the swing of things with the season, it was a lot of fun. And opening on primetime, yeah. uh, that's, that's a way to start it. How did that feel to know? Does it feel different to you than, let's say, just like a 1 p.m. game? Um, I don't know. It felt different to me. And no matter when the game was for yesterday, it would have felt different because it was my first one being that guy. But knowing that it was, you know, Sunday Night Football, uh, week one versus the Cowboys in Texas, that's a pretty special way to start things off. Did it feel different than you thought it would? Or I'm sure you, in your mind, played this moment so many times. I mean, probably even since you were a kid, but even recently knowing it was going to happen. How how were those emotions, the feelings, everything as you were walking out there, even warming up, running out of the tunnel? Yeah, my emotions were pretty good, actually. Like, we was during the National Anthem – also with it being 9-11 and like, you know, all the heroes that were lost in that in the years past due to those events, I was during the national anthem kind of looking around. And I was like, wow, I was like, here we are. And it was just a, it was a really amazing moment, you know, seeing all the first responders out there holding the flag, but then also looking around and being like, man, this is Cowboy Stadium, uh, Sunday night football, first career NFL start. And it was like, but in my head, I was like, I feel like I should feel this more, but I didn't like, I felt good. Like I was just ready to play. I was excited. And my last, the last full game, the last game I actually played was there too. I played the Rose Bowl there in college oh, wow. because of COVID. So we moved it there in 2020. So that was the last full game of football I played. So it was kind of cool. It was like, I guess that's a little full circle moment. Yeah, I thought it was pretty you, were, cool. you at least were comfortable being there. Um, how about the reaction from friends and family now that you, like you said, you're the guy, you're out there, you're starting and you're you're blocking for Tom Brady. I imagine yeah. that that's been entertaining for friends and family, and, and maybe you've gotten some intriguing questions or, <laughs> hey, say hi to Tom for me kind of things. <laughs> yeah, everyone's super supportive, though. You know, I have a great family and great friends, a uh, great girlfriend, and her family's amazing, too. And everyone's incredibly supportive and um, loves watching me play. And my mom will always tell me, or there's people that she works with who I don't know or 
family members that I never really got to see a ton growing up that live in different parts of the country. They're always texting. They're like, oh, we saw Robert and stuff like that. And knowing that I have a great support group behind me is pretty awesome. That's incredible. And how would you say you rate your individual play in the game on Sunday? I thought I played pretty well. There's definitely things to clean up. There's always going to be things to clean up. But um, I was happy with getting the win and happy that we were able to execute as well as we did on offense. Um, we'll watch the film today and get back to it and correct things and move on to next week. But to get that first one, to get the win, it's a lot easier to correct things when you win, too. Yeah, it's, a lot it's more fun. A lot more them. fun. So we'll get that done. But I was, I was proud of myself. What is a film session like for you guys with the O-line room? Are they harsh? Are they not? Is it, is it jokes? Is it not? What has that been like to now know that you're such a big part of the film being watched? What are, what are you expecting there? Yeah, we keep it pretty light in there, which is nice. But we're always working and correcting what needs to be corrected and getting ready for that next opponent. But it's it is a pretty usually a pretty light session, and like we go through things and talk about what needs to get fixed. Um, our things, you know, just can't be making the same mistakes more than once. Those are the things that really will get coaches get coaches upset and players because no one wants to do that. So things like that are what we really try to focus on. We're talking offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Um how about just the O-line play overall? I mean, I have to imagine a game like what Leonard had is a pretty good indicator that you guys did well, especially on the running front. But uh, looking at that and pretty good protection, I know a couple sacks that you guys would want back, but uh, just the, the O-line overall, how would you say that maybe the grade you guys think you're going to be getting? I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I could put a letter grade to it or anything like that, but I, like you said, like it's nice to go out there and run the ball like we did. I'm not sure how many rushing yards we have, but... It, that doesn't really matter because we could feel it. We could feel that the run was working, that we were moving them off the ball and that we were gaining yards on the rush, and that sets up so much for our offense. So when you're coming to the sideline knowing that you can run the ball, it's, uh, it just opens up a lot of avenues for everything else, and it feels good as an offensive lineman to know that you're controlling the line of scrimmage in that way. Yeah, uh, Leonard Fournette, his uh, fourth 100-plus yard game as a Buccaneer and the most rushing yards he's had in a regular season game as awesome. a Buccaneer, 127 for him. Uh, what was that like to watch? Not only that you guys were doing your job for him, but the times he was turning it into even more and, and the kind of game that he had. Yeah, I, was, I kept telling him all night to keep, keep running that way. Like The way he was running was was awesome. It was so much fun to watch, especially, you know, you're blocking and then you see him run past you and he's still running. You're like, you're like, here we go. Let's go. Like, that's a good feeling. So he, he played his butt off and he played really well. So that was a lot of fun to be a part of. Yeah. I imagine you guys feed off of that, that when oh, you yeah. see him having a good game, you know, in his own right, that that's going to inspire you guys on the blocking front. Oh yeah. We want to keep him going. One, 127, go try to get 150 and keep climbing. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um, and I know that blocking for him in general has to be an interesting thing. I mean, such a big back for one thing, but what is it that when you're blocking for different running backs, what is that like for you guys as offensive linemen? Does it change much or what is it about him that you guys either like blocking for or things that you focus on knowing he's the one that's back there? I don't think the back changes, changes it as much, but what we have been doing, you know, we meet with, you know, O-line tight ends running back. So we're all on the same page. So we know that no matter what back is back there, they're always thinking the same thing. So we're able to do our jobs already knowing what they're reading, what they're looking at on the defense and where they're going to try to make their move and whatnot. So that helps a lot being on the same page because it doesn't, we don't have to change how we block for any back. We're just trying to uh, move the line of scrimmage as best we can and get a hat on a hat and let him make the cut, make us right. Was there anything about being a starter or getting to play your first full 
NFL game that maybe surprised you or that wasn't what you thought it would be? Anything either about the actual play and how you felt out there or the, the thoughts, emotions of it? Anything at all that you feel like, oh, that was interesting? Um, that's a good question. <clears throat> that's a good question. I don't... I don't know. I think it kind of just felt like a football game to me. I think, like I said, like um, this time last year, for me, my rookie year, I was nowhere close to being able to do what I did last night. Mm -hmm. So to see my growth over this last year has been really special for me, but it didn't, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Like I know what I did to get to where I'm at. So I think with the preparation I did this off season, um, and then in camp and then just keep trying to get ready, keep doing whatever I can to improve. By the time I got out there, it felt, I felt normal. Like it was back. It was just, it was just playing football. So that was a, that's a good, and that's a good thing. You don't want to be too high or too low or you kind of want to stay right in the middle all the time. So feeling like that was, is comforting because if you get too high, you kind of get a little nervous, you know, things like that. So that, that was in a good spot to start. Do you remember when you started feeling that way, that confidence or knowing, you talk about how you could feel how different you, you are and are playing since a year ago. Is there one moment, was there a, a season of time, when would you have said that you would have been like, yes, I am ready to go start on primetime Sunday night football for the Buccaneers? Um, I think it, it was probably the Indianapolis game last year. Because I remember like, Leading up to that, like I was still working and getting better every day, but like I just, I'd still, I was still learning a ton. And I played tackle in college, transitioning to center. So camp was spent mostly just trying to figure that out, figure out the offense. There's a lot going on uh, with that transition and just being a rookie in the NFL. And as the season went on, as I kept working, I settled down, settled down, settled down. And I, th I remember talking to Josh before that game, uh, Josh Wells, and we were just, we we're just talking about like, you know, being a backup because it's different. And he's like, look, you're here for a reason. Whenever they need you, you're going to be ready to go. We had a nice talk before the game, I remember. And it was, that was a turning point for me where I was just kind of like, my confidence kept growing and I kept working and knowing I was going to be prepared. So even like that uh, Philly playoff game when Ryan got hurt and ended up going back in, before we knew he was going back in, I knew I was ready to go if, I, if they were going to need me. That's great. And uh, Josh Wells had ended up having to step in uh, for Donovan, and I know for you guys, continuity is so important on the offensive line, and um, Donovan's the guy that's been here the longest, done it the longest. Uh, what did him going down kind of mean to the line overall and the, the way that Josh had to step in there? How did you feel like you guys all handled that? And then just what goes through your mind as you see another guy go down in, in the middle of the game? Yeah, no one likes to see that. I hope, I think, you know, getting it checked out today, I think everything will be fine, I hope. But uh, with things like that, it's just we have a nice – we have a good group and a tight group, a close group, and we all trust each other. So when something like that happens, like no one really misses a beat knowing that Josh has to go in because we know he's going to go in, play as hard as he can, and do his job to the best of his ability like we all are. So you hate to see it for Donnie, but you know once, when a guy has to step in, they're going to be ready too. How did the communication feel amongst everybody? Because at one point it was interesting to realize, especially once he went down, there was only one guy on the line, Tristan, who was a starter last year. Yeah. And that's that's a crazy amount of turnover to have to deal with, even if it's guys like yourself who were with the team. Yeah. Um, I know how important that continuity is, the reps together, that sort of unspoken chemistry. You know, I've heard of even described almost like a marriage between <laughs> CEG guys needing to know what the other one's thinking before they even say it. Yeah. So how did you feel like you guys are, where are you at at this point 
in that communication with each other. And even if a guy goes down and a new guy has to come in, where, where would you rate that at this point? Yeah, we're good. We're really good with that. I think it's something we focus on a lot. And like I said, like, since we all trust each other, we always say like five guys on the same page, seeing things through one set of eyes. So we know, I know that no matter who's in there, because we're all in the meetings, we're all practicing together that whoever's in there is going to be on that, on that same page. And it's up to me to get that communication from Tom and to get it to the other guys and just, and for the guards to get it to the tackles and in a loud stadium like that, that gets kind of tough sometimes. But for the most part, I thought we did a really good job with one. That's one of the hardest parts that people don't really, I don't know if they realize trying to talk when you can't hear and trying to yell oh, well, that play clock's running down, then you got to snap the ball and execute. So that's, that's, a, that's a stressful situation. I was thinking about it, uh, thinking about it the other night, everything, I have to, everything we all have to do from the time he calls the play in the three seconds till we get to the line of scrimmage. I mean, you could write 10 pages on what you're, gonna, what you're doing. So That's crazy. Yeah. And did you feel confident doing that? How did you, that part of, of your job specifically, the communication that, uh, what Tom's communicating, what you're communicating, and, and all of that. Did, how did you feel in that particular part as compared to the just physical aspect of the blocking and all of that? That part was really good, I thought. Um, like I said, there's still things to clean up, and we'll have to clean some stuff up in that area too. But overall, like that was when we practiced hard, and I was thinking about all week. And being prepared, knowing what you're going to see with the, the defense like we were, it makes it a lot easier. So you get out there, you kind of know what you're looking for even before you get to the ball. And you're knowing what to tell the quarterback and tell everyone else. And then you're just waiting to see if he's going to change anything or not. But for the most part, we were smooth with that. And it was a, it was a good way to – it was good practice because we got the Saints this week too. It's going to be loud there. So that's what we got to – we have to do it. So. All right, well, we have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here again is Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access. I'm here with offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Uh, we were talking about that Dallas game, and we talked a lot about, you know, the run game and the offensive line. But, of course, I love to hear you talk about some of those wide receivers, some of the fun offensive plays you get a chance to be a part of to watch out there. First of all, the Mike Evans one-handed ridiculous touchdown could you see that in the moment, or were you you a little preoccupied with what you were doing? In that? No, well, I saw him. I did see him catch it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's funny though, because like that's one of those plays where we could have ran it, or he can throw it, and he threw it, and it was an unbelievable play. And the run with uh, the run would have scored too, so it was a good execution by everyone. Yeah, that's pretty fun, cool. And I mean, man, getting to watch Julio Jones as a Buccaneer for the first time, and yeah, this guy's been doing it for a long time, and I think that. People wondered, oh, you know, which which Julio are we going to get? Where is he at physically at this point? And then considering you're throwing deep bombs to him, running him off of jet sweeps and things, I mean, that's got to just be incredible. And even for you guys as an offensive line to know how many different weapons there are to use different ways has to be exciting. But what, what was it like to watch him come in here and join the Bucks and then put on a performance like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Julio's an awesome dude, one of the best to ever do it. I get to talk to I talk to him quite a bit sometimes and he's a he's a great dude to talk to. But it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun watching him through camp and like, you know, I mean this is only my second year. He's been doing this for a long time. So like you said, so like I I watched him play for a long time. So sharing the locker room with guys like that, we have a handful of guys like that, um, is really cool and it's fun seeing them just out there playing ball. Have you had any I don't want to call them starstruck moments, but moments where there are the guys that you essentially grew up 
watching and playing. I mean, obviously Tom Brady being the yeah. extreme example of yeah. it, but then guys like Julio, even Mike Evans, even you know when Gronk was here, yeah. were there moments like that for you? And if so, which were the guys on the team that you felt like you had those moments with the most? Yeah, I mean the last like. Yeah, we had a lot of those guys. We have a lot of those guys this year. Like, I, because I remember watching Julio play in college, Mike playing in college. Obviously, Tom's been playing in the NFL for as long Most as I've of your been life, alive. Yep. Oh, yeah, your whole life. Like, That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So, stuff like that is, is pretty cool. Having Gronk last year, talking to him, especially because he went to high school his last year, right down the road from where I was. Um, AB, guys like that, like obviously AB playing for the Steelers, like growing up in Pittsburgh, like watched him play a ton, went to a lot of, went to some Steelers games, saw him play. So all those kinds of things are, I mean, Richard Sherman last year, like it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So, but it's, it's pretty cool to be able to share those experiences with the other guys in the locker room and have, a, have such a great team of guys who are so cohesive. Did you have to tell yourself, like, play cool, man, act like you belong here? Did <laughs> yeah. you have to have those moments? <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> but I'm sure you played it totally cool, right? Yeah, I try. You try. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned, okay, so you mentioned high school, and this is perfect because I, I wanted a chance to talk about your journey a little bit and help people get to know you off the field some. And uh, your journey in high school was so interesting where, like you said, you grew up in Pittsburgh, but mm -hmm. then you ended up finishing your high school career down at IMG just down the road here. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that decision and, and that process in, in your high school decision making. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I was going into my junior year of high school. It was that summer. And I just remember I got a text from a guy who works down at IMG, but also works for Under Armour. And so I thought he was going to tell me about like the Under Armour All-America game or I was going to be like All-American or something. So he called me, he's like, I was just wondering if you want to come play football down at IMG. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. But I knew what it was because I had a buddy I played AAU basketball with growing up that was playing basketball down there. So I knew what it was. Uh, but me and my parents went and saw it, and I was just like, to me it was like, okay, I have all these things I say I want to do. Like I want, I've always wanted to play in the NFL. Like this was my goal. And it was just, the question for me was like, okay, if I really want to do these things, like, I really, truly want that. How could I pass up this opportunity? So I left, went down there. I was 16 at the time. Um, so that was kind of tough. That was a little tough. It was tough for my parents, too. Kind of up and just left them. But it helped me grow up a ton. Um, I learned a lot over those two years, made some great friends. And then, you know, I enrolled to Notre Dame early, which gave me a chance to be there for that spring. And then um, rotated that whole my whole freshman year with, another, with one of my best friends who's with the Lions now. And we ended up playing like 400 some snaps each we rotated every series the whole year which if you know anything about offensive line that's kind of a crazy thing to do yeah. but we made it work and we won the joe moore award that year so all those things like that decision to go to img was a huge turning point and where my journey was going to take me i think that's incredible and yeah the, the rotating is so interesting why tell us about the decision to do that and what you think that did for you in your career how, how did that how was that just a unique experience for you as compared to other people who didn't do that looking back on that now? Yeah, looking back, like it's, it's pretty strange, but it felt normal at the time. Um, I think, you know, I came in, he was a year ahead of me, so he had redshirted the year before. I came in that spring. I was playing left tackle behind Mike McGlinchey, who's now with the 49ers, and my buddy Tommy was at right tackle. And we went through that spring like that, and in the summer my coach was like, hey, just, you had a good spring, worked some right tackle. Because that was kind of like the open spot-ish, I guess. Um, and so we did that. Camp came around. We kind of started rotating, like, throughout camp and throughout practice. And then 
never really said what we were going to do until like the, we got in a lot. We were playing Temple my first game. We got a lot of hey, we're going to rotate you guys every series. So then that was just it. Every series we would switch and we did that the whole season and it worked out pretty well. Do you feel like that's some, it, it's just always been interesting to me that, you know, D-linemen get to rotate all the time, which I'm sure for you guys, you're kind of like, oh, geez, yeah. why do we keep getting these fresh leg people out here that we're having to go against? Yeah. You are someone who did make it work rotating on the offensive line. Yeah. Why do you think that isn't something that is ever considered for the sense of it being fresh and ready when the D-line is rotating a lot? Do you think it is something that can work in the NFL or you would make a case for it in any sort of circumstance? I think you can make a case for it in certain circumstances, but it's also you usually just you put the best five on the field and you and that's kind of how it works. And you know, and it's not like we're rotating during a series; it's right. every other series, so that makes a difference too. But I think for us, I guess the the scenario was it was both of our first year playing. Like he redshirted last year, I was a freshman, and we were both doing well enough to where he probably could have picked either one of us. But the rotating gave us a chance to like take some of that load off, mm. you know. Not asking it's, too much. Of, yeah, and it's okay. a lot. So maybe that was part of the decision. I actually never really had a conversation as to why exactly yeah. we did it. You were just like happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of just what it was. But I think that would that's probably looking back. That's probably what it was. It takes a little bit of the load off, and then we can work with each other a lot. And we're both comfortable with the right guard we we're playing next to. So I think that would make the most sense. But yeah, typically you're not really rotating and. You're definitely not coming in and out during a series right. like a, the defense got like the defense is, or even like the receiver and stuff, because with all our different packages. Which I'm sure you give the defensive lines a lot of grief about. Of <laughs> yeah. like, you guys get a nice little breather over there I while know. we're out here. <laughs> we're talking offensive lineman Robert Hainsey, uh, and I mean the fact that you started right away at Notre Dame. Very rare for an offensive lineman. You were voted, I think, a captain in high school by the time you were a sophomore already. Is that right? Yeah, I was a, well, that was, a, then, that was back in Pittsburgh. Back in Pittsburgh. I was a captain my sophomore year and then a captain my senior year at IMG. Yeah, and then you were already a captain as a junior at Notre Dame, which mm -hmm. is also incredibly rare. I think that um, you're one of the very few players to, there to get that honor ever. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you're someone that not only people believe have a leadership role, but are willing to trust you with a leadership role earlier than a lot of people? Um, I guess, I don't know, I just, wherever, wherever I'm at, wherever I go, like at Notre Dame, it's just a matter of, I mean, my first two years, I had some amazing people to learn from. My coach, Harry Heastand, and then player-wise, you know, Quentin Nelson, who obviously has done an amazing job and just got paid last, yeah. the other day, which is awesome. Uh, my, Mike McGlinchey, Sam Mustafer and Alex Barr is both playing in the NFL now, and then, um... That next line is, was myself, Tommy Kramer is with the Lions, Aaron Banks is with the 49ers, uh, Jared Patterson is a fifth-year senior, and Liam Eichenberg is with the Dolphins. So we had a, such a great group of guys and um, coaches, like our strength coach Matt Bayless was a guy who I respect a ton, and he just always instilled that, you know, you got to come to work every day. So I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, you come to work every day and you care about other people, and you care about your teammates, and you care about the way you carry yourself around the building and the type of person you are. I think those things, those leadership qualities kind of come with it and people do notice that. How is that a tough adjustment then that you've been a guy that has, has been the guy for so long and in a leadership role and then you make the transition to the NFL where then you're just a rookie yeah. and you weren't starting and then you're having to move positions and it feels like you, you went from a lot of certainty, I imagine, in those other roles to 
a very different kind of role that you're asked to do here. What was the hardest part of that aspect of the transition, separate from just moving positions, but you're the guy, you're the captain, you're the leader, and then all of a sudden you're a rookie learning a whole bunch of new things, not starting. Yeah, the the hardest part was not starting. I'd never, I'd never not started my whole life, which I'm proud of, but that was just uh, something I had to adjust to. But again, here I had great people to talk, like, I talked to Ryan a ton. Ryan didn't start for his first couple years either. I talked to AQ. AQ didn't start for his first couple years. And look at the careers those guys have made. Two amazing guys to learn from. And I'm just trying to take so much in from them as to how they went from where they were to where they are now. And those, both of them have been invaluable to me in, in my learning curve, my learning process. So that's been, a pretty, that's been a pretty great group of people to have as like mentors. And for you, looking at the transition in terms of the position itself, take us through that process. I, I think it sort of started with the senior bowl. Is that a, a fair yeah. way to put it? So take us through the transition of the different positions you've played. I mean, you are one of the few guys who has played all the things, mm -hmm. <laughs> essentially, now. Um, so, so tell us how that process started, what went through your mind when you started being asked to even try this, how you felt about it, all of that. I think I knew, like... Through my senior year at Notre Dame, that after this year, I was going to be looked at as an interior guy, which I was fine with. Um, but you know, I was playing tackle at Notre Dame, so I had to play tackle at Notre Dame, and I was fine with that too. Our center got hurt in like the last, the end of the season, like the second to last game. I was like, should I try to play center? Yeah. And they were like, oh, we'd rather move one guy than two. I was like, fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. So I ended up going to the Senior Bowl. And I hadn't gotten the well, – because I was out you – you go to straight to kind of like your draft training. So I really hadn't gotten to practice much offensive line and no center. Um, I got the senior bowl. Didn't really plan on playing center. Actually didn't plan on playing center. It was the first day. Just played played both the guards. I think I played some right tackle. Second day, um, we were doing one-on-ones, and there was like a – like you run in, run out and stuff. And there was like a brief pause like at the center position. Like no one was going in. I was like, ah. Screw it. Here we you go. just ran in there all so on your was, own. Yeah, I just did that. To took a, a couple reps. You've never played. Yeah, I took a couple reps and that went they went well and I was like, Oh, this is good. So I talked to the coach, I was like, Let me we had like team coming up. I was like, Let me do some center and team too. And that went pretty well. My quarterback Ian Book was there too on my team, so that was helpful. Yeah. Got to work with him and uh he was kinda helped me, just little things that quarterbacks like. Um didn't tell me I'd need, I'd need a towel and baby powder, though. So Very important information <laughs> that he left out. But um, we go, and then I played some in the game, too, and it played, uh, went pretty well. Like I said, that was, so that was my first time ever actually playing center. And I think it made a huge difference. And I, I think uh, the guys, the people upstairs here were obviously were enjoyed that, and here I am. Do you think it was more how you played center or more that you – were willing to do that and the fact that they saw you jump in there without even being asked? I was probably a little bit of both. Um, probably the fact that if they thought at all that I could have uh, came here and played center, I'm sure they were glad to see that I was just in there and that it wasn't horrendous. <laughs> so that's, and then I get, so then I get here and that's what we do. And I'm just, I worked with AQ a ton and learning the offense because he knows this offense so well. He's been in the system a long time. Um, and just in the technique and the little things that even big, really big things at the time, because it's a huge difference going from playing tackle to center. Everything's different. It's not even close. But um, so that is what really 
got me going as I got here working with him. Yeah, we're going to talk more about this transition and, of course, the all-important talon baby powder. <laughs> Whenever we come back, we have more Buccaneers Total Access with Robert Hainsey, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Right before the break, we were talking about this transition you made from tackle to interior and then to center. And what do you think was the hardest part of the transition itself? Of You talk about how different it is tackle to center. I mean, it's, it's, I think sometimes people just think, oh, offensive line, like it's one thing. Yeah. And it's already hard even just switching sides of the line in the same position, yeah. much less going to, you know, extra to interior linemen. Um, what was the, the hardest parts of it for you from either a mental or physical standpoint? From a physical standpoint, the weirdest thing is, I mean, snapping and going, like you got to get that, for, that's the first thing you got to figure out is, how to snap and move at the same time and get the ball there every time. <clears throat> and um, and then the next biggest thing is that your feet are parallel. So that's trying to go forward, like just directly forward from a parallel stance like that is so much harder than when you got to stagger in your feet when you're a guard or tackle. And then you got to work on your lateral movement because you got you got guys that you got to get in front of from that same stance which is another thing you got to get used to. And then you got to get used to pass setting and going backwards from that stance and be able to push off different areas of your foot. So the, physically, there's, it's completely different, and that's a, that takes a lot of reps and a lot of time. And I'm still, still working on that. I'll never be done working on those things. And mentally, too. Um, the biggest thing is just I think no matter what position I would have played here, I would have tried to know the offense as well as I do now. In college, we had to know it, but not not quite the same level that we had to know it here. Right. And so from there, I just, like I said, studied a lot with Goody, with AQ on my own to get a feel for how things needed to be and learn the calls, learn the plays, learn the motions, learn where people are going to be, know the defense, know where they're going to be, what guys are on the field, where everyone else is going. So they're, like I said before about from when we hear the play call to go – to the line of scrimmage, a million things. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine. And I've always felt like it feels unfair that you would have a guy like Vita Vea right in front of your face, <laughs> and all he has to do is try to come kill you, and you have to think first about snapping before you even get the arms up, the feet movement. All I mean, I've just felt like center has to be one of the most challenging things, like you mentioned, from <clears> the, <throat> the physical standpoint of what you are asked to do, that you're asked to do the same things that the off, all the rest of the offensive line is, but essentially with a late start, that you that they're all in the exact ready position they want to be in. You have to get to that ready position after snapping. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I guess center guard tackle, if he does over you, it's going to be a long day no yeah. matter what. But, <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's something you get used to, you know. I will say, like, being center, and I guess from a stance perspective, as far as moving, I think it's the hardest to move out of. Yeah. Um, until you get used to it. But you're the one snapping the ball, too. Right. So things go when you go and when he tells you to go. So it's like you get, you're get you so used to his cadences that you're snapping the ball exactly when he wants it. And when you're, like I talked about snapping and moving, when you get to that point, you're getting, you are getting, you're almost getting a little bit of a head start. Right. So it kind of evens it out. Okay. Well, that's interesting. How about... Um, you mentioned earlier that you, the one thing you did not know about playing center for Tom Brady, 
uh, was some of his specific requests. So tell people who don't know uh, what specifically he asked you to do. Well, it's just, it's always stay dry. You gotta stay dry. Which, it was, it's a fair request. You yeah. Know? It's a <laughs> I mean, he's gotta throw the ball. If, if, yep. if, 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 uh, if the ball's wet and it's gonna, it's gonna hurt him and hurt the yeah. team, that's on me. That's yeah. my job. So it's just always have a towel in your pants to keep the sweat from getting your pants wet. Yep. And you're always just ton of baby powder in there. Wristband on the wrist, keep your hand dry. Make sure my hand towel's dry so I can wipe my hand off when it does sweat. Yeah, that's, a, that's an important part of the job. Tell me your, what your thought process was the first time mm. you were told, hey, I need you to put a towel down your pants and just dump a bunch of baby powder down your pants. What went through your mind? And this is coming from Tom Brady, of all people. I was just like, okay. Yeah, like, sure. Whatever. Yeah, like, sure. But like Ryan and AQ told me, and Blaine was telling Blaine would tell me to kind of work with Blaine a ton last year. He's like, stay dry. He's like, and Tom's like, yeah, stay dry. I'm like, okay. So the first time I was like, is this what we do? We're like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. It's what we do. Yeah. So it's just what I do now. Has anybody <clears throat> made uh, made fun of you for this at all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We had a practice the other day, and my girlfriend took a video of me changing. Changing the towel out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope we couldn't see too much. <laughs> that's what girlfriends are for, those embarrassing videos, yeah. right? That's, that's the whole point. Um, how about for you, pass blocking versus run blocking? Which one would you say is your strength and where you want to improve the most? Um, well, I love – every offensive lineman loves run blocking because you love moving the guy from point A to point B. That's, that's the most, most fun thing you can do. Um, I think I have strengths in both and things I need to work on in both, you know, like it always comes back to technique and fundamentals. I'd always say like my coach in college, back to basics. Like that's all it really is. You don't have to get, you don't have to do anything crazy to beat the guy across from you. You just have to do what you do well, well. So I just try to keep working on those strengths and improving them and working on those weaknesses and bringing them up to that same level. One of the things I feel like I've heard coaches talk about the most with you, and especially what made them feel like you could step into this role and be ready, was just the mental side of the game. They talked about what a smart player you are, what a student of the game you are. Um, what would you say are, how would you describe your strengths mentally approaching the game? What is it that they're specifically referencing maybe that made you feel like even making this jump to a new position in the NFL, that mentally you were ready for that? Um... Well, even in college, like I think I just I understand the game well, and I I love the game. I just love ball, so it's fun to learn more about it. Like meeting with Goodyear, meeting with AQ, like last year, um, just sitting there and listening to them talk, especially like because I did I did spend a lot of time with AQ, just watching like our scout team reps. We could watch the technique, and then we'd watch that team we're playing that week, and we just I just sit there and listen to them talk. And like the time I spent with them in the off season, like. We spent hours together every day working out and doing other stuff, but just talking a lot. And we ended up obviously talking about a lot of football. So just listen, being able to listen to him talk and take all that stuff in. Um, I studied hard when I first got here, and I still study hard with whatever I need to, uh, especially for opponents. So those are the kind of things that make that difference. Like last night, I felt every time I walked out there, I knew who was who, what was what, and was able to communicate it. Yeah, and... For you, when you talked about the, the preparation, what does that end up looking like for you? Like, let's say this week, now that you're going to be watching the film, looking back at the next game, but once you actually start looking ahead to the next game, what are the things that you like to key in on, like to watch, like to learn that, that actual, the preparation for a game 
especially now and it, it, how it's different at center potentially mm -hmm. than other positions. Yeah, so, so we'll always start by, I'll probably just start by watching their last game and just kind of going through it and seeing how they play first. You kind of look at how they play versus different formations. You look at individual guys and the things they like to use, especially when it comes to like pass rush a lot. They'll, what they'll, what they'll do is their, what's their favorite move, what they're going to bring out. But I think it always, that part of it is good to know, but you don't really bank on it. it kind of, that part, like I said, always comes back to technique and fundamentals for me because it doesn't matter what they do if I do what I know how to do right. Um, so we'll watch their, you know, you'll watch all their pressures and see the kind of things they're trying to dial up, especially on like third downs. And, and you'll see how they're playing double teams. You'll see how they're lining up to different formations and what plays we like versus those. And for you, I, I have to imagine that in some ways there felt like a certain pressure to replace Ryan Jensen, not in just the actual X's and O's of that position, but what he brought to that line in terms of his, I don't know, maybe a little, little mean, a little nasty at times. Mm -hmm. How much were you a guy that you felt like would fit that or how much... Were you like, oh, that may not be me naturally? Did you feel pressure to, to fill in in that way too? Or how much was it the, this is who I am and who I need to be versus, you know, maybe I need to try to uh, channel a little Ryan Jensen out here? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's just that, like I said from the beginning, like I'm not Ryan and I can't try to be Ryan. And Ryan's a top two, top one center in the NFL. So... Having him to learn from is unbelievable, but I have to be myself and I have to play the way I play. And, and that being said, though, like when I watch him play, I want to emulate things he does because he does them so well. I, the way he plays, his technique, the way he plays with tenacity, the way he finishes guys, like those are things I all want to be, a, to be a part of my game as well. Not because I feel like I need to be that because he's not in there, but because I feel like that's just who I want to be, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Uh, we're talking offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. And what are the things that you feel like um, the chemistry with Brady, um, were there things that you watched how he and Jensen operated and that you were able to learn from on that front? And then what are the things specifically you feel like you've grown in in terms of what Tom wants, that communication between the two of you guys? How, how have you felt like you've been able to try to emulate what they had on that chemistry front? I think pretty well. I think, you know, like I said before, we're going to keep working on the communication and everything will get cleaned up as, as we go. But for the first game, I thought it went pretty well. It's just, and I talk, go talk to him on the sidelines if there's anything I see or think, or he does the same. So that, that part goes, goes pretty smoothly. It's just a matter of everyone being on the same page. And um, I watch them do it, and I try to do it the same way. I'll ask Ryan what he likes. Tom will tell me to do this or not do that. Um, and it's just a matter of keeping all those things in my brain and making sure it goes smoothly. And as you were filling in for him, there was also the battle going on for the starting left guard position. Um, what was that like to kind of be a part of that as it was going on next to you and the way you tried to help both, you know, Luke Gedeke get ready and as you're still figuring out your stuff, yeah. um, you know, once it became evident he was going to be the guy once Aaron Stenny went down with the injury as well, that, it, you know, just whenever they decided, yes, like Gedeke's the guy. What have you tried to do in that? Because that's, that's already tough when you're like, look, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my own stuff, and then yeah. now you got a, a new rookie that you're also trying to be a good partner with next to him. How, how have you tried to help him there? Yeah, it's been good, and Luke did great last night. It's just a matter of, I tell him, like, you know, just keep, stay calm, relax, just football. Because, like, me, at, like I said, last year, this time, like, I, was, I don't think I was ready. And a year makes a huge difference in how I feel now. So that, um, 
I feel calm enough to be able to help him as much as I can too while still doing everything I need to do. But it was weird because I was kind of expecting to come in and be in that competition and then, you know, things happen and things change. But um, I think we've progressed through that well. And you said you thought he played well. What did you see from him overall in, in the week one game and how do you think he, he felt about his performances? We talked about how much for you it's your first start, but man, as a rookie coming in, yeah. Sunday night football, big stage, how did he handle the, the bright lights and the, and the important role he had? Yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. We were talking. We were seeing the same things. We hit a couple. We had a couple really nice plays, really nice uh, blocks. So that was fun to have with him, stuff like that. And I'm just, I was proud, really proud of him because he's work. He works incredibly hard too. He's, he's always studying, always texting me, asking questions. Um, and so it's it's good to see him be able to get out there and play. And like we'll clean up what we need to clean up and move on. But it was a lot of fun being out there with those guys. I heard the one drawback to him is that he has been slacking on the snack duty for the offensive line room. Is yeah. this accurate? Yeah. That feels like a dangerous thing to slack at. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's tough because... <laughs> all position groups, you don't want to slack in the snack duty. It's tough because uh, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, so you don't want to put too much on him. <laughs> but not enough on y'all's plate, obviously. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but last year, like, I did it. Uh, like, cause that was my job. And I wasn't starting, so that was like a, a bigger responsibility for me. Yeah, you're um, like, this is my contribution. Yeah, so I was just, I just remind them that it wasn't as good as it was last year. Mm, yes, that's the key to be able to say, look, I was better at this than you. Uh, yeah, it's fair. He does have a little bit more going on. Uh, what does slacking in that area look like for him? What are the what are the requests, and how happy are you to not be doing this this year? Not having to do it is phenomenal. <laughs> That was that was a lot of work, a lot, a lot of money, a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of trips to Sam's Club and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of you got to have the right things there, and you can't let it ever run, run empty. Mm. You, it gets low, you replace on low. Mm, not on empty. It's like yes. a gas tank. Yeah. Your gas tank goes empty, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. No, you got to replace it before it gets there. Yes. And so we'll work on it. Hangry offensive linemen, never good. <laughs> never good thing. I imagine film sessions are less uh, nice than what you were yeah. mentioning if there's no snacks in there. Um, how about Shaq Mason coming in here? This is a guy that we knew had experience in New England with Brady already, and you know, a veteran guy. Um, what have you seen from him so far and, and playing alongside of him? Shaq's been great. He's an awesome dude. It's been a lot of fun playing next to him, and he's been very helpful. And, you know, he knows the inside of Tom's mind, too, having played with him back in New England. So he kind of – he's a good translator sometimes for what, what Tom's seeing. And, um, but having him next to me has been was a lot of fun last night. It's been great this offseason. He's a great guy to play next to, and I think uh, he helps me try to elevate my game. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Brought to you by Frontier and Hooters, this is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Uh, I, I would love to hear how it is to prepare against our defense all during training camp and I imagine that was very helpful in getting you ready to feel prepared for week one so let's start first of all with uh the 700 pounds in front of you between Vita and Akeem Hicks yeah um we and Josh were saying the other day like we're just like thank god we don't have to block our defensive line in the game because <laughs> I mean man <laughs> it's not fun no but I mean like for me it was great getting to go against two of the best nose tackles in the NFL and two of the biggest nose tackles and strongest, like, 
being able, knowing I can block them gives you a lot of confidence, helps you, helps you work through all, all the other blocks. You're like, oh, I can block Vita. I can yeah. block Akeem Hicks. Like I can block anyone. I'm good. Yeah. Seriously. So that part of it is, uh, is nice. And they're both, they're both competitive and they're both really good players. So it's a great, it's a great opportunity to have. What are the things that make them as good as they are? I mean, I think for Vita, he's, for how big he is and the way he moves, like he can move, he can switch, he can change direction, he can swipe, he'll, he's good with his hands, he'll get um, your hands off of him, and then obviously he can transition into that bull rush at any time, and there's not, there's, <laughs> when he wants to do it, there's not really much you can do. Same thing with Akeem, Akeem's been playing a long time, and he's really smart, I think he's, he a couple times in camp, he knew what I was doing before I did it, so stuff like that, you know, he's, he's well versed as a veteran in the NFL. And also big and strong, so yeah. like it's tough. But it's yeah. like I said, really good stuff to be able to go against those guys. And one of the exciting things about them has been uh, knowing that they would also set up guys like Devin and Levante for success as well. That they're going to take up so yeah. much, you know, in terms of manpower and space and all of that. That and and we already saw that Devin getting in there and um, getting himself some sacks and Levante making a few plays. Uh, what are the two of them like as an offensive lineman to go against? never knowing what they might be bringing, knowing that they have so many different skill sets. What, what, what does that add in challenges to an offensive line? Yeah, it's definitely tough because, one, they're both – the biggest thing for that, I think, I mean, they're so fat. They're both so fast. So, like, you take off to go get them, and you think you have a good angle, and you just don't because yeah. they're, they're too there fast. There is no good angle. Yeah, so it's just – and both of them are super smart and incredibly talented, so, like – Watching them play out there on side, like our defense played unbelievable last night. That was fun to watch, and watching them out there, you know, just get after it. They read the they read the play so quickly and get to where they need to get. So looking forward to this next week. Now we're talking offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Uh, you got two road games to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the the challenges of that? And knowing they're not just road games, they're two pretty tough places to play. A lot of people, especially Saints, known for a lot of noise. What are the challenges of of starting on the road? And maybe particularly when it's, again, a, a new group of offensive linemen together when you're still working on the communication and you're having to start the season with it not being nice and quiet for you in those moments. Yeah, like I said, like last night was a, was a good test for that and we, did pretty, and we did well. So it's just a matter of continuing to practice it and continuing to get on the same page, um, being able to talk when, those th- when it's loud like that and being able to communicate with Tom when it's loud like that and get everyone on the same page. So... We'll be good and we'll keep working on it, but it's something that's never going to go away. So it'll always be a factor whenever you're playing on the road. Do you remember playing at New Orleans uh, and what it sounded like before you were the starter? D- does it feel like somewhere that is particularly difficult or do you remember what it's going to be like? Are you guys trying to do anything special or different to make sure some nonverbals, things like that? Yeah, we, we, have our, we have what we have as far as like our nonverbal communication stuff and what we need to get done. So we don't have to do anything outside of what we already do. We just need to continue to work on what we are doing and make sure it's at the top of, its, top of where it can be. No, I know that it's already early in terms of y'all haven't switched necessarily to next week, but some things that you know about the Saints defense, remember about them, some things that you know that you're going to have to focus on because of what they like to do. Because they're, they're a defense that has definitely – had the Bucks number in recent years, in the, at least in the regular season. Thankfully, the Bucks had it whenever it, it counted uh, playoff-wise. But um, what are the things that you, you've learned or heard about or know that their defense tends to be pretty good at? Yeah, well, one, they got really good players, um, guys who make plays. And 
They just do – no, they do They do unconventional stuff. It gets to third down, things like that. They give you weird looks, and that's where the communication really comes in the key. You need to know who's who. So that will be things we definitely work on this coming week. For you, now that you've had that first game looking towards this next one, what would be a couple things that are less based on what the other team does and more about just now you evaluating yourself and your individual performance that you already know or like, you know, this may be the, the one or two things this week – I want to know that I get better at. Yeah, technique. And, are you asking which what specifically? Yeah, speci- yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not without giving away anything. You know, <laughs> well, crazy. Like I said, like technique and fundamentals, back to basics every time. So, I oh, will watch this game, and I already watch it. We'll watch it again. But you look at yourself, and you look at look at your steps. You look at your hands. You look at your head placement. And you look at all these little things that make big differences. And so, technique, fundamentals, and communication. So for me, it'll just be continuing to work on those things that. I know I need to improve on. And finally, have you had a maybe most fun moment so far? Now that you can say you're a starter in the NFL, blocking for Tom Brady, has there been a moment that you've let yourself think about that or had a, a moment that was just like, I am living my dream right now? Uh, that moment was the Panthers game for me last year. When Scotty scored on that, it was late in the game, we were up and I was in, and Scotty scored on that end around. I like blocked the safety and he scored. It'd be interesting, we're just going crazy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was. I think about that to this day. That was my like. That was the most fun I've had. That was the most fun I've had in a long time playing football because it was a long season. Because yeah. that was like our last, last or second to last game, and to get in there and like have a big block on a big play like that, and that was that was awesome. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been incredible, and congratulations on your success. Everybody's really excited to watch you take on this new role. Thank you, and thank you for having me. This was awesome. Awesome, and thanks to all of you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Robert Hainsey, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications, providing 100% fiber optic internet that's as powerful as your creativity. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best box coverage.